Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting edition. I'm going to kind of play this forward. Exciting edition of the Talking About Cars podcast, where it's all about everybody has a car story. Let's indulge in some great car stories from celebrities and car personalities. First off, I'm Randy Cardoon. That is Hot Rod Bob Beck. And our guest, wow, he's an Oscar, a reality TV star. He once played an Aryan Brotherhood member in prison. He is an actor. Did I mention the actor part? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, radio interviewer, pro wrestler. Somehow I missed that when we talked to you last time. Pro wrestler. He also, uh, let's see, has a book, which I think is the greatest title ever. It's called Big Swag's Positive Self-Help Guide to Losers Like You. And I'm talking to you. Ladies and gentlemen, Brett Wagner is on the show. Thank you, Brett, Hi, for buddy. us hey. from the Brett Wagner Building in beautiful downtown California. Downtown so, Santa Clarita, yes. Ah, okay. I didn't want to, you know, narrow it down that much, but yeah, a it explains steamy, the beard. A steamy 102 degrees today. Is oh. it really? Oh, wow. No, but it's it's hot. Yeah. Well, so is your career. You're running around all over the place, but before we get into all the car stuff, and yeah. also some of the projects you're working on. We always, lately, it seems everybody's got a good pandemic story. And, oh, yeah. and, I, and I'd imagine, how, first off, when did you find out, what were you doing when you found out that things were shutting down, number one? And number two, how's life been in pandemic land? So I think uh, January, February, March. So I think uh, towards the, the end of March, at least the middle of March, I had just uh, gone over and done, I knew stuff was getting hairy and I just done a big uh, iron horse mud ranch, which is in Perry, Florida, which is a big uh, mega truck. Uh, it's the Disneyland for mud bogs. So, uh, and mudders. I just got back from there and I was getting ready to go to Canada uh, for uh, EG auctions. You've uh, been to an EG auction show in uh, Palm Springs. Uh, I, I, I do four shows a year up there. I was excited. I'm like, well, we'll get up here. Maybe after this, they're going to shut it down. I fly to Calgary, get off the plane, drive an hour and a half to Red Deer. And as I'm getting out of the car, the promoter meets me at the hotel and says, hey, uh, uh, they're not allowing us to do the show. As a matter of fact, if I were you, I'd get right back in your car and drive back to the airport because the – they may shut down the airplanes and the airports and the borders tonight. Yikes. Ooh. Yeah, so uh, since then, I've uh, I, things just started opening up again, which is great. But uh, besides that, I, I've probably lost about eight or nine appearances. And uh, three of those being in Canada, and I love Canada. I love going up to Canada on the West Coast. And uh, so hopefully, well, not hopefully, things are, you know, you know how it is here in California. We never know what's going to happen or, or what's going on, so. We'll see what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From day to day, you never know. I mean, so never know. first they opened everything, then they closed. Now they're closing stuff again. And so we're all kind of in that situation where we really don't know uh, what's going on. And, and for people who are in your situation, entertainers, voiceover people, people who are in TV shows, this is kind of a tough stretch for you guys because you guys don't have the, we, we actually talked about this before, that you guys don't have the usual salary coming in. This is basically your livelihood. Sure. Yeah. Uh, if we're lucky enough, if you're lucky enough to get on a, on a TV show and we're talking, now we're talking like reality. Cause that's aside from the acting. Cause what, what there's uh, with the COVID thing is shut down. There's definitely no uh, movies or TVs being shot, but for me is doing a lot of the reality shows and hosting and uh, doing voiceovers. Yeah. That's shut down too. Now, normally, 
that stuff would be you'd be able to get under the radar and hey we just go record it real quick no one's gonna care but with the states shut down um you know we just started monster garage again after 14 years and they got the first episode shot in austin and then the, they shut down everything so they had to shut down everything so that's uh, no nobody could fly in and there's certain states that don't want people coming like if you're coming from new york you can't go to texas if you're coming from florida you can't go anywhere so it was we couldn't get these builders in for the monster garage show so they just uh reopened that and finished episode two which uh i know jesse was excited about and hopefully Hopefully, you know, things will get a little better and they'll try to get some more episodes shot in the next couple of months. Well, if they need builders, Randy and I will gladly go in there and mess things up. Yeah. I'll take <laughs> some time off. What the heck? Yeah, what the heck, yeah. <laughs> you know, we did the Legends build with some of the, the you know, the famous legends out there. And, uh, yeah. and uh, we could use some more famous old legends, if you know any. We're uh, legends for a reason, but I don't think that's quite the yeah. reason. <laughs> not for the same uh, reason, yeah. Yeah, no, no, not the same reason, I don't but believe. It, yeah, a lot of people, it's tough because a lot of people make their, you know, I mean, you, you make your living going to uh, car shows and bike shows and car auctions, and, and I do I do half of what I need to uh, earn in a year to keep my wife happy and myself, you know, eating, and uh, it, it's tough. But, um, you know, you figure it out. We still can do voiceovers. You just – Got to do it, you know. You got to learn how to do it from home now instead of uh, mm -hmm. going to a, a studio and doing it. But by the uh, way, congratulations! We you got married. Yeah, I got. Since yeah. the last time we talked to you, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. What's how's that? How's that going on? My my wife throwing her hand in there. I was like, <laughs> there yeah. you go. There you go. Uh, Good answer. <laughs> we've been together almost ten years, so it's uh, the marriage thing was just. Uh, an afterthought, but it was a wonderful, a wonderful deal. And, uh, we got married on the beach in Malibu and stepped off of this guy's property real quick. Cause, uh, Dr. Dre lives next door and he yells at people for get off of my beach. So we stepped <laughs> off, got married real quick and then went back up on the property and that was a good thing. So I, I married very smart. Mm -hmm. So I married a very smart woman. So uh, I, I did well. Good. Very good. So, okay. So recently you were saying you, you had gone to some place in Kansas city and you flew back. What was it like being on a plane during the pandemic? Yeah. Um, so recently, so as of last week, I was in Kansas city doing a big chopper show. Um, some States are cool. You know, some States are, are, are not, uh, you know, Missouri was fine opening up and we probably had 600 people here for this chopper show was great. Good barbecue. Flying. Everybody's wearing a mask. But I flew Southwest. So until September, folks, on Southwest, they keep that middle that middle seat empty. Oh. So even though you're not six feet, it's still you get a little bit of room. But yeah, it's um, everybody seems to be, you know, there was no f people freaking out and jumping up. And there's no booze on planes anymore. So they can't, you're not going to get that stray drunk who's like, I'm not wearing a mask. <laughs> and then 30 people got to – because I'll be the first guy to take them down, believe me. I, I don't want to wear a mask either, believe me. I don't breathe what that great. I'm a big guy. I'm a type 2 diabetic. I like to be able to breathe freely. But uh, I wore the mask the whole time. It wasn't as bad as it probably was uh, uh, the first month uh, of flying or at least a month ago. So you're how tall? Yeah. I am six, six foot five, 300 and – Unfortunately, 25 pounds right now because of this. This COVID thing has put 25 pounds on me, Randy. 
Really? So you need you need your social distance from the refrigerator, is what you're saying. <laughs> no, I do, Bob. It's you know what it is is we 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 bought all this food because we thought that well you know I mean just being just in case uh, things get really bad and things are shut down and people aren't going you know we bought I bought a giant jar of peanut butter like for a family of fifteen. <laughs> Fortunately, I ate that in a month. So <laughs> is that crunchy or creamy? No, creamy. You don't oh. go crunchy. Crunchy as a kid, creamy as an adult. All right. I'm worried about the fillings. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> true that. And the caps. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about. Welcome to Talking About Dental Work now here on yeah. our show. That's what old people do. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. All right. So, Monster Garage, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with that. You talked about they had uh, done the first couple episodes. What's your role in it? You were an announcer on it for a while. Are you still doing the announcer part? Are they bringing uh, you in and you actually get to wrench or what? No, I can't wrench. I wish I could wrench. Uh, um, I can I can take a battery out and maybe try to figure out how to change the oil. Um, yeah, I'm going to do the voices like as I did before. Um, it's going to be awesome. We're still probably – Another couple of weeks, uh, once they get the second episode edited, I'll probably get in there and do uh, the first and second episode. I don't need to do my stuff till later on. So they just did the hard part is getting them shot and done and, and then getting them edited. So, and I, we have one less day of uh, building now too. They've made it a lot tougher. You know, Jesse's got, he has all these ideas how to make stuff a little bit more dangerous and he's for 14 years. <laughs> He sat on all this stuff, and then when he's like, "Hey, you know what? I think I'm time. It's time to do some of these episodes." And I think he's got about thirty to forty episodes in his head that are. I know the first two are pretty dangerous. So, but the first one's pretty. I can't talk about it, obviously, but it's real dangerous, and I, I think people are going to be are going to be really su pleasantly surprised, and we're going to get that you know that fan base that uh, you know that show started the whole uh, automotive craze thing. It really did on on at least on the you know, on cable TV and everything. It was after Monster Garage, after the first season, and everybody was looking for their, you know, what's the next build show? What can we do? And um, I know Jesse and all the guys and the producers of the original show were, were very excited that uh, um, to get that thing going. And it, you know, it changed a lot of lives. It, it took a guy that people used to look at the guy that was wrenching like some, you know, dirty guy next door, dumping his oil down the, down in the drain. But you know, he's an artist. He's creating stuff. He's chopping stuff. He's grinding, you know, ripping and tearing metal apart. And it's uh, it that show really made people look at people that wrench for a living in a different light. So we're excited. It's back. Jesse was doing some interesting and dangerous stuff on his own, not just with the show before sure. he was doing some, he was starting to do some stunts and some, uh, heavy crash type things for a while. Well, you know, that circle eight racing is just crazy as it is. I said that right, right? It's circle figure, eight, right? Figure eight. Right. Figure eight. I mean, come on, yeah. man. That's nutty as it is, it is, is as it gets, man, to get a perfectly good car and barely miss everybody in a, you know, in a couple minutes. Um, yeah, he's, you know, gonna, he's drag racing. He's, you know, nitro, he's doing bikes. So he's got a bike he's building. I think it's a nitro bike, but that's going to be for the track. And he's a pretty nutty guy. And now is, uh, you know, his, in his time off, he's been building uh, these guns, um, which are amazing, 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 very slick, very out of my price range pistols that a lot of people are buying. And he's learned to work with that Damascus steel. In fact, I think he went to Syria to learn from some metal guy over there to how to use this Damascus steel to make a, a firearm. And it's, uh, 
they're very impressive. So he's not just a, a talker about all this stuff. He's actually hands-on and is a craftsman. Yeah, he is. He is what you call. Uh, he's definitely a craftsman. That is the right word for it. Um, I got to see a little bit of it a year and a half ago when we went down. Me and Body Drop, our guy on the show, went to um, to Austin to his shop to do a little filming for to see if you know it was a little test filming to see if um, if Discovery Channel and the folks really wanted to put Monster Garage back on the air. And I got to watch him make a few uh, firearms, and it's. It's amazing. I mean, it's hot. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't sit in there with that kiln and, and, and sit there and pound on that metal and uh, get it to shape and what the shape and form you want. But they're all handmade. It's not like an assembly line. So thus the, the price on these things is pretty is, but you know, you, you, you get what you pay for, right? So he's still making the bikes down there. West coast choppers now in Austin, they're still making some bikes and uh, he's making the knives and the cut cutlery and um and the guns and uh, the firearms so and now we're lucky enough that uh you know we're gonna get another shot at shooting monster garage again and all those ratings that some of these fake shows have had for a while not you two guys i'm not talking about no. your show no but all these other build shows randy these these fake reality tv shows yeah are gonna be in trouble because this is the re the real deal is back as i yeah, like to well say. Absolutely. And, and I think that's going to be real fun to see uh, some of the things you guys put or they put together. Are they going to basically follow the same format, some of the more creative things that they can do? or Yeah, I, I, especially well, from what I've seen, the first couple, two episodes, at least, it, they're pretty wild. And it's it, you're going to go, wow. And, and uh, they're nuts and they're loud. And um, yeah, except we have one less day. So the builders don't have one less day to build and get this stuff right. Or you know, then it's a failure, and then Jesse will find some creative way to destroy it and make them make them feel bad for the rest of their lives. Because you know, you don't you know with you know six, seven, eight million people watching, you don't want to be that guy that went on the build team and it just it failed. It's not good. It's not good for your image. Now, when he builds a car, these other reality shows that you were talking about they're building someone else's car they're getting paid to build that car and sure. it's someone else's vehicle with jesse what happens to the vehicles because that's not a contract build gosh I, I that's a good question i mean i know there's still some of the some of the choice ones i know he uh, had kept over the years i think our old boss tom beers who uh ice road truckers deadliest catch uh big producer um I think he kept some of them. I think Discovery Channel might have some of them. And I think some of them got auctioned off years ago at Barrett-Jackson's, which was fun. Um, but I think the choice – I don't know who's going to own them now. That's that's out of my out of my pay grade. Mm -hmm. so, I could just see – maybe they'll borrow Mike Brewer and he'll just show up and yeah. say, hey, <laughs> you want to pay seven – I want you to pay 7000 yeah. versus 5000 Let's meet in the middle. Put her there. Yeah. See? Now – that could be it right there. We, we could come up with a plot line, right, Bob? Yeah, we, we could. And do you get to drive any of these vehicles or are you just, you're just doing the voice? Uh, I don't think I fit in any of the vehicles. So um, <laughs> uh, have I ever driven one? Yeah, I've, uh, you know, uh, the hot uh, – what do we do? The, the cop car donut uh, shop, I, I think I drove in <laughs> Arkansas. That's where we had the old cop car and it made donuts. There's an actual donut-making machine in a cop car, which was pretty cool. And I think that might have been the only one I drove. So, uh, but yeah, I would love to drive them. Believe me, they just need to make them big and 
I got to be probably get out there to Austin when they're shooting. Yeah. You're saying Jesse's got the ideas for all these shows. Is he the, the guy that decides what they're going to build or is it a, a, a committee that, that he works with? Uh, that's a good question, but I would, I would think that uh, he comes up with the, he would probably throw 30 or 40 ideas out there and then him and the production company, I'm sure. And, and I don't know if discovery gets involved in that, but definitely the production company, they probably go over it and pick the best that they think is going to, but I mean, he's had 14 years to think about it. So it, yeah. from what we discussed and what he talked about, we did a little special called quarantine in the garage that discovery channel, um, should air pretty soon and it shows a sneak peek of uh, the new garage and a little bit of the first episode and some of the cool stuff that goes on some of the new equipment which is great you know you know 14 years later the equipment and some of the stuff is is amazing so uh it's going to be pretty exciting i I think it's it it all comes from his uh his 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 noodle up there so all right now you're not necessarily a car guy like randy and i are but you are a harley guy what I, am a Harley, I am a car guy. Remember, are, I, yeah, I did host the drag racing show. Yeah, for you did, yeah. you the drag, but you're 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 into Harleys. Yes. I am a Harley guy. Yes. You what can are you riding? Like? Yeah, you can do both. What are you riding these days? 2017 Road Glide. That okay. The wife likes. That's as good. As long as as long as the wife likes it, then we're good. Then it's all have, fine and good. But uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I would. I love choppers. Believe me, I'm just a big dude and. I'm getting close to that 53 years old. So, uh, oh, it's oh, so young. Yeah, the younger so young. <laughs> it's a little tough. It's a little tough getting on some of these rigid bikes and some of these other bikes. So, uh, I do like the big Cadillacs, the geezer glides, as we call it. Um, but now, you know, uh, I did almost go 196 miles an hour in the quarter mile on a dragster. Ooh. A top dragster. So, I would say I'm still, uh, I'm a half car guy. Wow, I'm half car, half Harley. I just I can afford the Harley. the The cars seem to be a little bit more money. Well, two more wheels. So I figure you know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Bigger Absolutely. seats. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to get a dragster. We could throw your guys' logo on it. You need to sponsor me in the top dragster. Ooh, yeah. Ooh that would be, be interesting. interesting. Yeah. You know, of course, we'd have to have money to do that. But hey, you uh, know, yeah. we're just starting. You know, our 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 two we, tired guys uh, YouTube channel is. Uh, is going strong. Good. So that's it's starting strong. Let's put it that way. So yeah, I, I, you know, someone could come in and buy it up quickly. Sure. They, oh they yeah. Can see the, yeah. The great Hold interviews. <laughs> Hello, Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Amazon, oh, I'm sorry. Amazon's on hold. Okay. Amazon on hold. Yes. I mean, what did Fred Rogan? Uh, Fred Rogan. Joe Rogan. What did he just? <laughs> uh, Four hundred million bucks or something? He just uh, did deal for his well, podcast. Jerry Seinfeld, you know, he was doing comedians yeah. in cars, getting yeah. coffee or whatever. He yeah. sold it to, I believe it was Netflix for more money than I can write out. So, yeah, that'll buy him a few more Porsches. I mean, look, I, I figure, oh, the three of us, you know, if I can be include myself, because you're going to need a voice of the show. Well, yeah, it's right uh, there. You know, at least an introduction and close. I go. figure, you know, $20 million for a five-year deal would be, and that'd be a bargain. For somebody. True. Yeah, I'd, I'd go for that. No problem. Yeah. We could actually afford producers to help us put the show together and all that and get guests and all that. For and real again. cameras. And real so cameras. color for the hair. <laughs> get some color. I could get uh, a nice no, color. I tried that. I tried that once. And I look like a guy that like poured black shoe polish on his head. It doesn't yep. look good. I and got it, you. I, but, you know, it's kind of like 
You know, it's just kind of like a period kind of thing, right, Bob? Yeah. We look like Methuselah, for God's sakes. You know, my kid, my kid gave me, I, I've been this, like this since I'm 30. And for Father's Day, my son got me hair dye one year. He thought it was a joke, but I actually used it. And for 10 years, I did that. I knew somebody that actually used that kind of stuff and it, and yeah. it black hair dye and it always came out purple. Yeah. I don't know how that works, but it came out purple. So I just decided, nah, I'm not going to do that. So yeah. no, we're, we're boldly going where just about everybody has gone before. Besides, Brett looks more distinguished. He does, doesn't he? Yes. And he, and he looks more like threatening if you needed like another guy in jail. Speaking of movie yeah. roles, yeah, I, I still haven't seen this movie yet and I kind of want to one of these days, but the uh, Happy Time Murders. Happy Time uh, Murders, which was basically a puppet mystery. Two words I've never put back to back before. Uh, R-rated. R-rated puppet. R-rated. There were some scenes in there on the previews. If you haven't seen the previews, they're worth it to go look at because it's hysterical. But I, I just haven't had a chance to see it. What did you yeah, play I mean, in that? Were you a voice I, of a puppet? I or play, what? I play a convict. Oh. Okay. I play a convict beating up uh, the main the lead puppet. I, you know, I would say Muppet, but I don't think they could. Even though it was... Uh, Jim Henson's son uh, directing it. I don't think they were legally could call them Muppets, but it was uh, it was pretty cool to be in. I, I think my scene lasts. It's real quick. I'm getting a few punches in on and, and a few words, and it, it's quick. But it's awesome to be a part of it. And uh, like I can say, I was in an R-rated uh, puppet movie. Not many people can say that. Not for sure. Yeah. No, I I can't say Leonardo DiCaprio can really say that. And yeah, man, I, I, he's had an okay career. He's not bad. Not, not bad. bad. <laughs> I, I, you know, just, all right. So let's talk a little bit about your car history. We've talked about this before. And, and one of my f favorite stories that we did way back when we were uh, talking before about this is the, I, was it your first car that you, that you got caught going into a football stadium with? Oh yeah. Oh man. So yeah. So yeah, let me lead up to that. So a week before that, I used to have to borrow my mom's Honda Accord. My dad had like an 84 Thunderbird and I'd borrow that. And I'd already crashed my dad's car, the Thunderbird before. And week before that, we were going to get a 69 Camaro and it had big flares on it. We'd already, my dad said, it's great. We went and had someone look at it and he says, it's great. Going to buy it. And I went out with my friends, uh, in high school and, uh, following, you know, following a whole bunch of crew to going one party to another. And I crashed my mom's Honda Accord and I hit a, I missed a Ferrari, but I hit a, a legitimate Ferrari sitting on the, I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to, with people in the car, I'm going to hit this thing. But I hit a fire hydrant and that like a can opener. Thank goodness. It just hit the back of the, the, the trunk area and like ripped it open like a can opener. So I thought, well, my parents are never going to buy me a car, but they had to buy me that car the week later. And the very first day I drive it to, I'm like, I got a 69 Camaro, these wide flares, these big slicks in the back. I look so cool. I'm going to high school. I'm going to football practice because I was playing. And I didn't realize those flares were so big that when I, the gate looked like I had plenty of room to get in there. And everybody's like, oh, look, it's the Schwag's new car. And all of a sudden, wham. And I was like, what just happened? And then everybody was laughing at me. And I was like, oh, no. And I missed football practice and drove home. And uh, my dad had those flares off on that thing a week later. And uh, 
Yeah. Give you plenty of room then. Plenty of room then, but still embarrassed. I never got it repainted, so you could see they had the flares off, and it just had a little primer around uh, each wheel well, and it was, uh, yeah, a little embarrassing. I did, when I was younger, I was not very careful with cars, and I didn't, I didn't take care of them. I didn't appreciate them as I should. So now that I'm older, I appreciate the cars. What I will get 200,000 miles, 250,000 miles out of a car easily really? before I get rid of it. Yeah, easily. When was the last car you got 250,000 miles on? At two, well, now it's probably almost at 300,000, a Honda Element. Wow. Yes. Wow. That, yes. Yes. I got 250 on it and I gave it to, I always give a car. When I'm done with the car, I will give it to somebody that needs a car. And we had a friend, the wife had a friend that needed a car. So we, I said, Hey, just get it out of my pay for the registration. You guys got a car. So we gave that car away and they are still to this day driving. And that was a couple of years ago. Wow. Yeah. So now would I like a new car? Would I like a muscle car? Of course I would. Mm -hmm. And you what know? would it be? Oh gosh, I don't know. You know, I really liked, uh, you know, Ford came out with those boss 302s a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. They came out with that new, and I really liked those a lot. I saw them at the Edmonton auto show when I was up in Canada and I was like, this is slick. You know, so I don't know. I, 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 the, the, the challenge is coming back out. What's it going to look like? Uh, well, they've, they've changed the front end just a little bit. They've got some stripes on it, a lot better handling and a little bit more horsepower. It's probably 700 to 900 horsepower. I would imagine. No, they're only saying 480. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's doable. Then. Streetable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Streetable. Very nice. I, I would go with a Mach 1. I like the Fords. I'm a, I'm a Ford guy, and I like Mopar, too. The, the Challengers, when they first came out, when I first saw a prototype of the Challenger very, many, many, many years ago at, um, at SEMA, it looked great. I, I'm not so a big a fan of what they look like today, and I'm definitely not a fan of a four-door Charger. I don't get that. It still does not compete. Yeah, they should have just called it a Polara and given it up. Now, the wife, when my wife was growing up in Olympia, Washington, her father had a 69 Mach 1. So, uh, yes, so that would be that would be something. Even if we got it, I probably would – I'd be able to drive it once. <laughs> she, would, she would take over, so. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. It doesn't have fender flares. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't drive yeah. it on football fields. That's okay. Yeah, I understand that's right. that. That would work. Absolutely fine. All right. So there was a, uh, there's a picture of you in makeup doing for a movie role on your Facebook page. Tell me about what was the toughest, longest situation where you had to actually sit for a big makeup thing to add to you becoming a ghoul or whatever it was for a movie role. Well, that would be the crazies. That was a 2010 movie with uh, Timothy Oliphant from Justified and uh, Santa Clarita Diet. Um, I was three hours playing this infected hunter, Jesse. Almost Human is the company that did the makeup. And that was about a three-hour three hour job sitting there getting all the different appliances put on the face. And then an hour to take off. So oh, wow. and, then, and then you got to get these big, we call them Michael Jackson uh, contacts, like he had in from Thriller. They're big. So they cover all of your eye and those are, they pay a guy, a guy gets, uh, he's in the union, gets about 500 bucks an hour to sit there and put eye drops in. I'm like, give me that gig. <laughs> yeah, That's I'm the gig I need. Where do I learn to do that? Come on, I'll do, do it now. Yeah. Come here. 
but you need an uh, ophthalmology degree for that or what? Yeah, you got to go in for those eyes. You got to go to an eye doctor. I gosh, I can't think of wow. his name. Very famous eye guy off of uh, Olympic Boulevard in Westwood. And that's what he does on the side. He does everybody that needs weird eyes. Mm-hmm. That's the guy to go to, the weird eye doctor. In weird eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what? What? I can see I the can... commercials now. Hi, yeah. I'm Dr. Schmo, the weird eye doctor. Yeah, I can yes. see that. Yeah. So I, when I first met Bob Beck, I thought Bob was like a, <laughs> a, a weekly visitor there. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Bob. You have a question? Oh, I've got lots of questions. Now, you, you'd like the muscle car, but you're yeah. looking at what I call pony cars because that's what they were when they first came out. I would think a guy of your stature would go for something big like a charger or, or something. I mean, if, you know, if I love Mopar, so, but if I, if I could afford, you know, I mean, it's all about affording. I get, we, yeah. you know, we all work a lot of good big car shows and go to SEMA and I, I go to Canada a lot in Canada. You see a lot of beautiful Mopar up in Canada. Listen, I'm, I'm down for anything. I love a charger. I love a, a classic, a 68 charger. Um, you know, I like a Barracuda. I, I, I love all that stuff. You know, if you, there's, if you have the money, you can make yourself fit in those cars. So that, that's how it doesn't matter. I mean, if Shaq can fit in a normal car, I can fit in a car too. So who said Shaq can fit in a normal car? In car? Yeah. What's normal about the Shaq? Well, you pay a little extra bucks, you know, you're paying an extra 10 grand and they're putting the seat in the back. So it's, well, it's, yeah, it's a little bigger yeah. track and you have no back seat room, but yeah, you know, aside from that, it's, well, that reminds you. A big That's Willie a- Robinson from uh, L.A. County Street Racers had yeah. a Daytona, and they actually did have to put the front seat almost in the back of the car for him to a get legend. in. He You're was talking six- about the legend, yeah. yeah he was six mm-hmm. six, and I remember him getting in that thing. We're going, where does he sit? And he got in. Well, it's wow. the same thing getting into my – when I race up in Canada on this top dragster that I race, it's not easy getting in. I get in better than I get out. It takes a couple <laughs> guys to help me get out, but um, – it's a, it's a difference. You know, I hosted pastime for so many years and I, people used to make fun of me cause I knew I didn't drag race. The only thing I ever drag race, I would, my old Camaro down San Fernando Boulevard up, you know, top of Balboa mm-hmm. up in Granada Hills up there. And that's where we, you know, get in a little race on a, on a weekend night. And that was my extent of it. And, um, when I started racing top dragster for this guy up and, you know, I mean, basically it's come beat the TV show guy. We would find somebody that had a, 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 a top dragster that raced in that, you know, in that class. And we would do a match race for the weekend. I'd race the guy six times, but once you go almost 200 miles an hour, it's a whole different thing. Now it's like, uh, you get that rush, you get that rush, that feeling. Now I know why guys, you know, spend all their life trying to, I can't imagine hitting, you know, going, so I wanted to hit 200. When I talk to guys that do 300 or some, some women out there that race that can do 300, you know, for me, I can still at 200 miles an hour, you can still see the track. It's fast. But when these guys are doing anything 260 and above, they're telling me it goes like this. It shrinks. So wow. I don't know if, I don't know if I could handle that. I like this. I don't know if I could handle that. So <laughs> have you thought about Bonneville going for land, you know, land speed racing? You know, that's – man, I can't do that. Come on. I, you know, I would have to lose so much weight. I'd have to get liposuction now just so I could race next year. Because you got to get the weight off, right? You know, you can't no, be yeah. 300. No, no. And, and uh, other than we talked to Danny Thompson, who likes lighter cars, most of the guys at Bonneville run a heavy car and to keep it down on the ground. They don't use aerodynamics as much, as much as weight to keep them planted. 
I'm gonna. I would need that Randy Cardoon swimmer's body to be able to oh. do that. That's what I would need. Well, gee, okay. And that's a good thing. That's a that's, that's a, a compliment. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. It's uh, after all, working out. Ding, 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 ding. You know that kind of thing. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Very good. Well, yeah, that's that's difficult to do. I mean, racing like that and going as fast as like that. I mean, Bob. Usually, do you ever see, because you go to the Bonneville races, do you ever yeah. see people who are kind of tipping portly. the scale? Yeah, portly. That, yeah, nice way. Yeah, in, in Bonneville racing, it's a whole different thing. It, it's not about rapid acceleration. It's not about uh, the svelte drivers that are running top fuel or funny car these days. You don't have to be super fit. You're driving for a longer period of time. But the stresses are a little bit different because you're building up that speed. You're not, you haven't got that uh, initial hard launch. So you're, hmm. you've got five miles to build up the speed. You know, a, a good friend of mine, Jody Perowitz, who father is a very famous bike builder. Jody's got a, as a record holder on her motorcycles at Bonneville. So she's going into, I believe, going into the Sturgis Hall of Fame this year. And um, tremendous painter, tremendous, I mean, you know, female athlete, because that's what she is. And she's got some land speed records on a motorcycle, which, you know, drag, I love watching the guys drag racing motorcycles. I love seeing footage of the bikes and Jody at Bonneville, but I do like a cage around me, you know? Yeah. I do like that at least a little bit of safety, knowing that if something happens, at least I, you know, I may survive. I, you yeah. know, falling off a motorcycle at 200, or falling off a motorcycle doing 250 on Bonneville. It's just, it's crazy to me. So I will stick with uh, yeah. <laughs> once in a while drag racing. I've fallen off at 20 miles an hour. No, thank you. I, that's it. Yeah. I, I, my motorcycle once fell over while I was standing on it at, at, <laughs> in a driveway. So it's never fun. So there you go. You could injure yourself any way possible. So yes. well, you know what we've got to do, Bob? We've actually got to do a talking about motorcycles episode. Yeah. We should do that. that. Cool. Alonzo Bowden was on once. He's a motorcycle guy. He talked cars for to humor me. And uh, and then we get uh, Brent on and we can, you know, schmooze yeah. about bikes. Come on, man. Listen, I, I, learned a, I learned a long time ago, and I know you guys know this. If you're going to be an entertainer, you better be able to BS a little bit. A bit of, you don't have to know a lot about one thing, but you got to know a little bit about a lot of things. Right. Because if you can't fill up a, an hour or a half hour, especially if you're doing radio or TV, if you can't fill up that time BSing with folks or when you have to stall because somebody didn't show up or, you know, something's gone wrong, then you, you might not survive in this business. Randy, you haven't been around this long because, <laughs> you, you know, you, you have been around a while. Because you know how to BS and you know how to take care of things if, well, if the, the shiznit hits the fan. Well, I got to tell you this real quick story. When I first started in the biz, I was in Reno, Nevada, working at a station out there. And I was decided I'm going to do a sports talk show. So I went in, I grabbed my Reno Gazette journal, and I walked into the studio. And I sort of basically kind of prepared, but not really the kind of preparation you needed. And I sat down with my first show and I'm talking away and I'm saying, hey, this and I've got opinions and I've got this and hey, come on and call, blah, blah, blah. And I basically read the last page of my preparation and looked and 20 minutes had gone by. And I went, rut row, and uh, basically learned to tap dance 
hoping that someone would show. In fact, I almost got to the point of saying, by the way, I have a puppy here. I'll, I will shoot this puppy if you don't call me now. You know, that ah. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, and Bob knows. I mean, we've done we've done radio before where we don't have a guest or a guest doesn't show up or, yeah. you know. And if you yeah, if you if you uh, I don't want to say that word, but if you uh, you exhaust everything real quickly, uh, then you are uh, you're stuck. So you better be able to know a little bit about something or a lot of you know, so you can at least you can fill that time spot. So I learned a long time ago with what I do. And by going in and doing a lot of different things, the radio, doing the voiceovers, hosting, that you, you just gotta you just gotta keep talking. Mm -hmm. In pro wrestling, right? So I was a bad. I learned real quick I wasn't gonna be a pro wrestler. I was too fat and out of shape, but I could talk. So I became a pro wrestling manager. And I always tell the guys that are wrestling, like a Bobby the Brain Heenan or a, a you know a Jimmy Hart. Uh, I said, look, if you don't learn to cut promos, they're gonna stick you with someone like me. Right. And then and I want I want to steal the heat, too. I want to get a gig. I want to be in the WWF. I want to be working for AEW, which is a, our new company. We love watching me and the wife will watch tonight on TNT. Um, well done, by the way, on that. Yeah. Thank you. The phraseology yeah. was really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yes. Uh, so if you don't learn to talk, you just it's not even in acting. you got to be able to you got to be able to talk. You can't be nervous about stuff. And on the radio, especially when folks can't see you, that's where the freedom, there's a certain freedom. And you guys know this, and you can attest to this. There's a, before I even met you, I knew your voice because I listened to you for, I don't, God knows how many years on the radio, you know, this is Randy Cardoon. I mean, I could yeah. do your, I used to be able to do your voice pretty good. I don't do oh, it. Oh, God. But, okay. uh, you know, you got to be able to have that freedom and be able to talk or, you know, go flip a pizza or something or, do, you know. If you, can't them with brilliant, you yeah, if you can't baffle them with brilliance, you bewilder them with Holy turnout! Yes. All right, thank you. Beep. Note to self, uh, yeah. bleep Bob at... <laughs> How long are we into the show? I don't okay, know. There we go. The timing there. Hey, Brent, Brent said so well not to yeah, uh, cut. Go ahead. And then there was me. Yeah, Brent, go ahead. All right, we talked about you got your Harley, you got the new Harley. Tell us a little bit about that. Talk about the bike, because uh, the last time I talked with you... Uh, when we were still in the, the gas studios, yes, you, you had uh, an older Harley and you were, you were trying to step up, but uh, yeah. What do you well, got? Uh, so with the 2017 road glide, it's uh you know, I got to remember that's not just me on the bike. And as I get older too, and I'm heavier and I'm a diabetic and I have a blood clot in the right leg that doesn't want to go away. Um, yes. I'm giving you all my ailments now. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Bob, yeah, thank you. Uh, I need something a little more practical, and I like to, and we like to, I like to go out on the weekends, or if I want to go to Arizona, if I want to go to Vegas, uh, you need something that's not a rigid chopper. You need something that's uh, very comfortable, and you know, Harley, these road glides are like just big Cadillacs, and they, it's, uh, it's all, it's like me and it's like Elvis and Priscilla in a big Cadillac. It's me and the wife on the Harley. That's how I look at it. It's like, yes, Elvis and Priscilla. Hopefully I won't, I won't die like he did. No, don't um, do that. No. Well, but, um, so you, you, you got the stereo and like, the big speaker. Oh, yeah, I got the stereo. Got to have the stereo, man. Now, a stereo can be distracting for some people. Okay, and they like, I like to hear the motor. And I, I, don't, I won't wear earphones uh, because uh, I already have a full face on, full face helmet for protection. And then if you put earphones, you can't hear the cars coming up or a truck coming up on you. Right. And, 
uh, it's dangerous. And especially in California, writing before was dangerous, before this whole lockdown and COVID thing. Writing during a lockdown where people don't care and they know that the Highway Patrol and the cops are not on the streets that much is lunacy. Mm-hmm. So uh, you better you better be able to listen and hear what's going on around you. But yeah, I I, I definitely recommend. Uh, I mean, I like that the new Indians are fine as well. The, the the big Indian, the touring bikes are nice, but the Harley's pretty much that's where it's at, you know. Unless I could it get Jesse, Jesse James to build me a big giant chopper that I that had some suspension, something nice, you know. So is so is two wheels in the back or two wheels in the front on a motorcycle okay? It depends on if you're a spokesman for that company, then it might be all right. Uh, I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, I don't see anything wrong with it. Right. It's not my cup of tea because you can't split lanes. So that's the only problem. Right. As I get older, I will get a trike, right? When my legs can't hold up a bike anymore, I'll get a trike and I'll figure out, I'll be taking the shoulder and I'll pass anybody anywhere. I'll pay for the ticket, but. My wife would like to get a trike, and the only problem is, is that you're not going to be able to split lanes. So then we're stuck in traffic, and there's nothing worse. Well, you know, in a car, there's nothing worse than stuck in traffic. Except for being on a motorcycle that you can't split lanes, and you're breathing all that stuff completely. Yeah. And no air conditioning. So yeah. you better be able to split lanes. So yeah, a lot point. of states don't allow it, which is crazy. So do Especially we know in Nevada? Yeah. Do we know when Monster Garage may come back, or do we have a, any idea of a starting time? I would think I would think with Discovery Channel, I think they just need a couple more episodes in the can, and I would think that uh, I think that's what it relies on. So we have enough that they don't have to that they can run straight through. If we're going to do eight weeks or ten weeks, they can run it straight through and not have to go. Oh, wait a minute, we have to take a month off because we haven't been able to film. So I would Where? think if uh, I would think we're probably towards the end of the year, a couple months, maybe I, I would think, I hope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Good, Bob. Now you talked about being a spokesman. Yeah. When you and I first met, you were a spokesman for a lawnmower company. That's right. 17 years, Bob. Yeah. Good. Thank you for that plug. I forgot. Bad boy mowers. <laughs> Batesville, Arkansas, the fastest zero turn mower company growth in the world. Bad boy mowers. Well, great. Uh, 17 years. Lucky to um, lucky as can be, uh, I've done their voiceovers for their commercials. I will go make appearances at some of the dealers when they have a, a grand opening or they have an open house. So I've been blessed to work for those guys uh, uh, longest I've ever had a job ever in my life. You know, 17 years, that's something. So a couple more years on a handshake. It's always been a handshake agreement and everything, any, nothing else. Uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful feeling to know that someone – gives you your word and says, uh, Hey, can we still do a couple more years? You know, and they go, yes. And I, and they shake hands on them. That's it. So nice. It's a good deal. yeah. Nice. It's not corporate America. I mean, it is corporate America really, but it's just a, a Southern, a Southern feel guys in Arkansas. When they shake your hand, that means something. So. Especially yeah, if they say y'all that kind of thing, yeah. you know? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, where is the time gone, Bob? I don't know. It's gone. Where? It's, it's gone. Well, you know, oh we're going gosh. to now, of course, we have our uh, Patreon channel that we do for our, if you want to be a patron of the show, uh, Two Tired Guys Productions. And we have interviews with little segments with some of our guests. We're going to do something with Brett as soon as we're done with this show. So if you want to see what happens there and you're not a uh, 
patron of Two Tired Guys Productions. Make sure you run over after this episode and uh, get over to patreon.com and join us and you will get to see some cool stuff. I will not be taking my clothes off. That helped. Well, that, hey, listen to, uh, of course, our audio podcasts on radio.com and knx1070.com. Watch our video podcasts, of course, on our new Two Tired Guys Productions channel. Don't forget, subscribe to both. You could actually listen to radio.com while you're driving. You can't watch us. Uh, It's kind of hard to do. Uh, Follow us along on social media. We're all over the place. Become a Two Tired Guys patron. I've told you that. And let's see, anything else, Bob, you want to say? No, we're YouTube, Two Tired Guys, talking about cars, which That's is what right. we're doing now. Great American Gas. auto scene, where Gas Bob, of course, your, your first line always is, I'm Hot Rod Bob, and you've got gas. I've been in the studio with him. I know it. Right. He says he's got gas. That's not, it's not a funny moment. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a closed studio. The, the air doesn't just right. real well. All right, that's Brett. That's Bob. I'm Randy. Thanks for joining us. We've been having fun talking about cars. This is a Two Tired Guys production. See you next time.